Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontune. On this podcast, we'll be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the mind of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious and open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Welcome to Third Eye Science. I just want to start off by saying that Today's episode is sponsored by Shakti Warrior. Originally started by a woman who was frustrated that she couldn't find a sustainably made high quality yoga mat, it grew into a brand that sells sustainable cork yoga mats, clothes, and accessories. They also work with women, disadvantaged women, and they have very comfortable and stylish yoga clothes as long as well as um, lots of yoga accessories. So I encourage you to check them out. So if you are interested, you can go to shaktiwarriorshop.com and use the code WARRIORSUSAN for a 10% discount at checkout. Welcome to Third Eye Science. (sighs) Happy spring. Happy Aries season. It's time to really start to bring more action and, um, fire into your life if you want to work with the energy that's supporting us astrologically. Um, Before I begin, I just want to mention that my Monday evening classes at 7 p.m. on Soul Tribe Online are really a way to energetic, get an energetic tune-up. They're only 45 minutes And even if you can't be there live, there's an archive where all of the classes are available after. And so I really encourage you to check it out. The first 10 days are free. And we have, we really have something for everyone on Soul Tribe Online, Kundalini Yoga, Celestial Communication, EFT, which is tapping energy tune-ups like what I do, meditation, sound healing. So if you are, um, I know many of us are getting 
really tired of the online, (laughs) online classes, online Zoom meetings, all of it. However, these, this is really a great way to have access to a bunch of really amazing teachers. And, um, we're really combining while we all have most, yeah, I think all of us have a foundation in Kundalini yoga. We all bring something more to our offerings. So come and join us there. You can scroll down and find the link um, to join. It's $29 a month for unlimited classes and you can join the live classes or the archives. And then we also do, I did an immersion when I first started in February and I'll probably do another immersion in, I'll probably do them quarterly. So those are included in the monthly subscription. All right. So moving on to what I want to talk about today Uh, Given that the equinox just happened this past weekend and the theme, this over underlying theme that is, has been coming up for me and perhaps for many of you, because it really is the energy of the season is balance. So how can we balance? Well, what does balance look like for you in your life? Because it's going to be different for all of us. And, and then how can we cultivate that balance in our lives? And so I've been thinking about it in a few different ways. Um, for example, I just had a very busy last few months with work and then all of the things I'm doing with third eye science, teaching, healing, these immersions and um, group healings, one-on-one sessions, classes. And so it's not even like work life balance. It's like work, work balance. Cause it's really, that's also more work that I do here in the world. And then also trying to balance that with, with life, like with giving myself the time to connect with my loved ones and with myself. So what I, what I was able to do, (laughs) I, I kind of, um, just, I, I gave myself a few days off for my birthday and I really, I put that on the calendar, you know, a while ago and, I had, um, I had an appointment with Satdev beer, which was amazing. And I felt called to go down there and see him in person into, to LA. If you haven't heard me talk about him, if you're new to the podcast, he is a teacher and a healer and a spiritual guide and definitely soul family for me. He's, uh, one of my favorite beings on the planet. And so it's, it's a huge treat for me when I get to connect with him one-on-one. And, um, so I took, I, I was like, 
okay, I'm gonna, well, first of all, I asked him in January, oh, do you have an appointment available the week of my birthday, which is March 17th? And, and he said, I'm, I'm booked out through July. Like that's how booked he is. But by some magical, you know, serendipitous, amazing (laughs) coincidence, I have an appointment available on the 20th of March at 4.30. And I was like, oh, yes, sign me up. And, And then I realized later, I didn't realize at the moment that that was the equinox. So I got to, um, we, he, <laughs> so we went on this journey together on the equinox and then we had dinner and, um, I felt called, I'm doing the next, um, MU course mansion of the heart university. It's, it's mystery school. And so we get in deep into the esoteric teachings that, essentially Sat Devbir has learned through his experience and through his guides, um, particularly Metatron, Archangel Metatron. And I felt really called to, so that's every Sunday at 11 a.m. And I felt called to be home for that. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, and then I also got a message this week, a few, yeah, in a few different ways. I had gotten the message that I, um, it's time to start getting up really early again and doing the Apsahaihoa uh, mantra for 62 minutes at 3 a.m., which I did last spring. And I did it through, I think last spring I did it from early March all the way through the solstice. So June 20th or 21st. And then, yeah, I was kind of getting this message, like maybe it's time, it's actually time to do that again. And I had really um, given myself the space over these last few months to not get up early. I still did my sadhana. Like first thing I wake up and do my sadhana. That's my number one priority and making the time. If I did have something that I had to do in the morning, I would, you know, get up with that in mind, you know, decide what time I needed to get up. But I wasn't doing this Amrit Vela um, sadhana Amrit Vela is like the nectar hours between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. And the idea with meditating and doing a practice at that time is that it really is a, it's, it's so quiet on the earth and on the energy around us is incredibly quiet and you can, it really lends itself to allowing you to connect with your soul and your guides and listen to the cosmos a little more deeply. And I had really, you know, gotten to, 
I've, so I've done that for a long time, gotten up early within those hours and essentially been done with my practice by 6, 6.30 a.m. and then move on to my day. And yeah, the last few months, even through the summer, I had really felt called to allow my body to sleep um, till when it basically, whenever it needed to. (laughs) And working from home has allowed me to do that. So, and I mean, I, I am a relatively a morning person. Um, I don't think of myself as a morning person, but it's, I think compared to most people, I guess I am. (laughs) And so, um, even if I sleep, quote unquote, sleep in, I'm still waking up at, you know, six or 7am. And so I still have time to do my practice and then just start working because I'm not commuting anywhere. And I just go, go downstairs essentially. And so I, I was a little bit like, no, I, I don't think I was resistant to it, but I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a really big shift. If I'm feeling called to, to do Apsahaihoa again at three in the morning. And then, and then I did, um, on my birthday, I was able to join one of Paramatma Sirisadna's offerings. It was like a treat to myself on my birthday. Um, and it was midday. That's why I hadn't been able to do them, but she's doing what she calls live Aquarian serums, which is one of the things that she does. Essentially, um, it's a practice. So what this session was, it's two hours long and it was a, you know, a group practice. We're on zoom together. And then each person in the group got an individual Satnam Rasayan healing from her, but she's, she does, she does a lot more than Satnam Rasayan as well. (laughs) It's, that's my perception of what she's doing is it's energetics. And so she also brought it up. She said in this, you know, short little healing I got in the group session, she said, Apsahaihoa at three in the morning. And, and she was the one who brought it up last year too when I got a reading, of a natal chart reading my astrology because she's an astrologer. and um, But she has this deep base like of knowledge of kundalini yoga and the a lot of the Sikh traditions and... Um, so, so what she brings is a you know having combining those things, and so she reads your chart and then also recommends things f- based on the transits that are happening in your in that year. And I have to say that though last year was incredibly intense, and also this deep inward journey for me, it was also the most prosperous, expansive year of my life in many ways. Certainly in like the 
physical physical wealth <laughs> i i yeah i mean and you know it was interesting to think about how so many people are struggling and here i am thriving um and so it was like you know i cuz i had gotten a promotion at the beginning of the year and um which included a salary bump and then uh doing my you know spending money on like really actually investing not only money but time in rebranding and you know redoing my website and really working with business coaches to figure out exactly like how how can i actually do this effectively because it is i'm you know i'm working full time and then doing all of this so so anyway you can see where this underlying <laughs> current of how do I balance all of this is coming in? And the reason I share my story is, again, I say this all the time, but it's, you know, it's that you all have some equivalent in your life that you can, that I'm sure when I said balance in your life, you thought of, oh yeah, I, 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 I would like to balance this and this more than I have been or something. So anyway, back to the weekend. So I, so I decided to start the 3am chanting at on the day after the equinox. So I'm going to do it every day from equinox to solstice. So it'll be three months. And so what I did was I, I was staying with my friend. Um, I basically, we, we had dinner with Sat, Sat De Beer and then we left. I basically just like crashed on his couch for three, three hours and then left, left at, so I got up at 2.45 and just started chanting while driving because there was no one on the road at three in the morning on a Sunday morning. And then just drove all the way home, got home at 8 a.m., took a, gave myself another couple hours of sleep, and then was up for my mystery school <laughs> session. And it, it felt amazing. And then I was able to, um, what I've learned, we've been doing mystery school for a month now, and I definitely, the energy is super powerful that I so powerful that it takes it. It really requires an integration period. And so I, I have not been feeling like doing much else on Sundays after MU. And, um, and so I was able to rest and I think, yeah, I took another, I gave myself another nap later in the day because I really had only had, when you added up the hours, it was like five hours of sleep, which may work for some people, but I am not one of those people. <laughs> so even this morning, I'm recording this. Um, I got up at 
2.45, did my practice, did the chanting, and then did the rest of my sadhana. And now I'm recording this. And then I'm actually going to take a nap after (laughs) and then get up for work because it's Monday. And and I really do feel, so I, I got to have three days off of work, which I hadn't had in basically since Christmas. And it was really exactly what I needed. So what are the things that you need in your life? And sometimes you, you know, you can't do it right now. And I will say I was on a deadline, like because of taking those days off on Tuesday, I worked like 10 hours just getting, because I had to turn some stuff in before taking the vacation and it was worth it for me. You know, it was just, cause I really don't like to work on the weekends. Um, I probably could. Yeah. I just feel like it's a slippery slope. If I start working on the weekends occasionally, it's just going to become a regular thing. And honestly, that's when I have the space to do to really think about the podcast and the my classes and uh, future workshops and those kinds of things, and then doing one-on-one healings too. So, um, yeah, and, and I had, yeah, like blocked off, so no appointments, no one could make any appointments during this weekend. This It was five days, really, Wednesday through Sunday, So I really gave myself the space and, you know, a five hour drive to LA is, is actually, um, it was a, it's a great time to reflect. Right. And I, I also, before I went to LA, I was in Ojai visiting friends there and just really got to disconnect, you know, not look at the computer, only checked my phone a couple times and didn't really do, I I did do a, um, I still did like a card poll on my Instagram, but that was it. That was all I did on social media. And it was, it just really felt great. And I noticed this morning in Sadna often the thoughts that come in are like work related and that there were no work related thoughts <laughs> this morning, which is like, it was just, you know, I know I really noticed it and I needed that space. And so the other aspect of this balance in my life is exactly what I talk about on the podcast of like, science and spirituality. And what came up in my session with Sot was this kind of this triangle of, of science, spirituality, and psychology, and how they're all equally balanced and how the, this is what I'm really working with as a soul, like in this incarnation, it's, uh, it's part of my work here in this life. And that's why I'm so interested in, you know, what we, what we all do, how we think, 
how we feel. And then the science and spirituality of it. And I really believe that we are science and spirituality go hand in hand. They are not antithesis of each other. You know, they are really the, they're so complementary because being a scientist for me is it's curious, it's being curious about the world. And really the true definition of science is the study of life. And that may include um, the world. Like, you know, that's not just biology. That's also chemistry and elements and atoms and physics and all of these things. It's us learning about the universe and the cosmos. And um, so I, I feel that I take that, you know, I bring that mentality into my spirituality as well, where it's like, I'm willing to explore everything that comes up and um, being open-minded and curious in a time right now where people are so divided and also really set in their ways. Like the thing that gets me um, about just this, these last few years like during the election. And so I guess really the last four or five years is how, and and it's actually, the more I'm thinking about it, it's so much longer than four or five years. It's just been so long where people have really polarized and become these camps. And it's like, well, I'm in this camp. And so this is what I believe. But why do why do you have to just because you vote one way or another or don't <laughs> you know i know people who are like i i don't vote cuz i don't even want to participate in the whole thing um they they feel you know so why do you have to believe this or that just because someone that identifies within that group that you're in, why don't you get to be your own person and make your own decisions? And I think back to my parents, my, my dad, I would say was like a true independent voter. Like he would vote Democrat or Republican or one of these like third party. Um, I don't know actually if he ever voted Democrat. He was definitely more leaning towards towards Republican, but um, it's just interesting. Now my, and my mom, I remember giving my mom such a hard time when she voted for G.W. Bush. <laughs> and, and, and now it just is like, he was so quaint compared to Trump. <laughs> um, 
but she has actually become more liberal in in as she ages, which is really interesting because most people it's the opposite. And that's amazing. You know, it's just like I just think people get to now, I don't give anyone a hard time about how they're voting. Um, because honestly, and this is something as a social media manager as well, that you know, at work. There is no point in engaging with trolls and people who are just saying the thing they hear on Fox News or their favorite conspiracy theory um, YouTube channel or even, you know, if they hear it on NPR, whatever, if they have this incredible, incredibly un- open opinion about something arguing with them on (laughs) in the comments (laughs) to a post or a video is not going to change their minds and so how do we how do we connect with people and it's not about changing anyone's mind but how can we listen open-minded you know and really try to see things from a larger perspective, not that you have to agree with anyone, but that you could see why they might feel the way they feel. And that we can all, our feelings are valid. It's part of our human experience. Our emotions are basically They are signs of what's happening within us energetically. And they are allowing you to learn more about yourself if you're willing to look. So, so many people either just ignore or suppress their feelings, their emotions, and then all of a sudden have an outburst, like explode with emotion because they've been suppressing for so long. Or many people just like continue to suppress and never really express themselves. And then other people are just angry or sad or depressed all the time and, and can't get out of that loop. And so it's really finding this balance of kind of like what I talked about last week, which is embracing all of it, you know, every feeling that you have and it's a spectrum and that and that is normal that is human that is part of being a human being is having these beautiful experiences of highs and lows and joy and pain and trauma and sadness and depression and elation all of it is part of who we are as humans. And so, you know, at for the same reason that it's not good to be depressed all the time, it's not healthy to be depressed all the time, it's also probably not, um, it may not be true to if you're joyful all the time, or, you know, you're happy 
I guess I would just ask you if that's really true. Are you really happy or are you putting on a show? Because right now, more than ever, this is a moment. This year and a half long moment (laughs) in our human experience, this collective experience that we're all having of really being given the opportunity to do some major self-reflection and to really begin anew. And so what I have definitely been sensing over these last few weeks is this shift in optimism. I believe I mentioned this last week as well. It's just people seem to be um, yeah, just the energy is shifting from really feeling uh, dense and fear, I guess, to some a, a little bit lighter and optimism. I think people see the light at the end of the tunnel. And whether that's because of this, the promise of vaccines or, you know, the promise of the end of COVID or whatever it is, the energy has shifted. And I believe that's also this shift of the, you know, essentially the equinox is the new year, the new astrology, astrological year. So we went from Pisces, which is a very deep introspective dreamy, cosmic, inward journey to now we're in Aries season. So it's this balance, this constant balance. It's almost like a seesaw where it's okay to go back and forth and back and forth. So this, you know, we went from this water sign of emotion filled with emotions and now we're going to this fire sign. And I really do feel that it's this um it's this rebirth it's spring you see all the blossoms the beautiful flowers here in california now it's poppy season so we have the california poppies all along the sides of the road the when as i drove down the um hills are green because we've had some rain recently and It's just so beautiful and it's like this awakening after the hibernation of the winter. And so I I do believe that that's also what's happening collectively for everyone. It's like people are feeling that shift. Whether you believe in astrology or not, it's still affecting you. (laughs) So um you can either ignore it and just let it go, you know, just go with the flow or you can dive in and actually leverage the energy. And that's what I try to do. I'm by no means an expert in astrology, but I've been studying it sort of peripherally for quite a few years now. And I've really found it to be incredibly empowering And these themes come up whether I think about it astrologically or not. It wasn't, 
I mean, that was like this major theme balance that came up in my session that I brought up. And then it, you know, it was really what we wound up diving into in my session with Sot. And it was the equinox. (laughs) She's like, it's of course, that's what we were talking about is balance in my life. And so, yeah, so coming back to it was interesting because then I made this shift of, okay, I made this commitment. That's, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up at 2.45 a.m. And I had no problem getting up. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be in super easy every day, but I have, it's, it's just for me, it was like this commitment and I just am in that energy. And then I, just do it. And so what are the things that you need to support you right now? What do you you feel like you're ready to take on something new, to do something new, to create something new? Maybe it's time to be more active physically, exercise. Maybe it's time to yeah, really unleash that creator within you, the artist within you. We all are creators of some sort. So allowing those creative juices to flow and and really that can be incredibly energizing. So allowing yourself to energize however you need to. Maybe you feel like a you know, some sort of little, a fast or a juice cleanse or some kind of cleanse would really support you right now. Maybe cleaning your house, like spring cleaning is the thing for a reason, you know, and just getting, going through the closet, getting rid of things. I think a lot of people did that in the beginning of the pandemic because their home but maybe you've started accumulating things again. And so just really decluttering, clearing your space energetically as well as physically um, in your body and in your home. And, and then, it, yeah, as many of us who have jobs or, or maybe are in school, I know, quite a few of you are college students. It's like the balance. Maybe, maybe you're taking classes and you're working and you're also, you know, connecting with your friends. It's the best part of college is getting to really explore who you are through connecting with people in a completely different way. At least that was my experience was like leaving my parents' house and then moving into a dorm and living like with hundreds of other people on top of each other. And I had freshman year. Yeah. Freshman year, we were in a triple. So it was like three of us in one room was a bigger room than the doubles, but it was still, it was like, I had my own bedroom at home. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I didn't share my bedroom with my sisters. So it's just so funny how we just dove into that. And, and I, yeah, I really loved it. It was just the way it it went the way it was. And then even when we moved off campus, my friend and I, who had become my roommate all through college, she and I had like a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I mean, mostly because we couldn't afford a two bedroom apartment, but <laughs> it was just what, what we did, the way we lived. And, and so how do you get to balance the social, especially right now, it's so hard to be social in, you know, in the ways that we used to. And, or maybe you're living in one of those places where people just are just doing, you know, just acting like everything's normal. Um, (laughs) It's interesting to see how, yeah, different people and different places have completely different reactions to the pandemic and I'm not judging one way or the other. It's just, it is what it is. And I think, um, you have to do what feels right to you. And also many people have these restrictions based on, you know, their work and their careers. Like I know where I work, the people that do have to go into the office, like you have to be really careful because you're going into the office. And so you can't be traveling and then coming in the next day, you know, and you, and because if you're, if you get exposed to COVID and then bring it into work or bring it on our ship, that's a really big deal. And so they're being super careful about it, understandably. So there's all this testing going on. And yeah, it's just as a whole, you know, so not everyone has the luxury to just be like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play into that reality. Because in many ways, I do believe it's true that we are creating our own reality. Um, and you can choose to be fearful about what's happening in the world right now, or you can see it as a reset, a global reset, which is the way I see it. And that is not to make light of anyone's experience. I do believe that all of the things that are happening right now are, um, incredibly intense and, and there's, There are many of us who have an incredible amount of privilege that we're not experiencing this in as intense a way as many people are in the lower economic and social classes and, and even racially divided and all of these things that are, that have become very clear the, the, injustices that are happening, not only around health and welfare, but around, yeah, people's right to just live and believe the way, you know, and live the way they want to. 
when you think about it on a worldwide perspective, those of us who can really live the life, live life the way we want to are incredibly privileged. And I don't take that lightly at all. And I, so I definitely have been thinking a lot about, well, what am I doing here and now on this planet? I mean, essentially that's what this podcast is about. That's what everything, everything I do is about me exploring what I'm, what I'm offering to the world and not, I'm not always much of what I'm bringing to the world is an energetic signature that is no one, no one knows or sees or acknowledges except for a very few people. And so that may be the case for you where you're doing things energetically, but also even just in your life that really have a huge impact on people. Uh, Not only the people around you, but in a really widespread way, because everything we do impacts the people around us and then they impact people and they impact people. And it just is like this wave of energy. And so if you can bring bring um, that thoughtfulness and that self-inquiry and self-awareness into your life in all aspects, imagine how that will change the world. I think about this from like as a as an environmental scientist and an ocean scientist like you know people get really kind of depressed about climate change and ocean plastics and all of the things that are plaguing our our planet right now um and it and how it's going to take you know, really major changes on a governmental scale to, to really combat climate change or alleviate climate change. And same with the plastics, like we have to stop producing plastic. And at the same time, I believe that you doing your part to use less plastic and to recycle when you do have to use plastic and to reuse as often as possible and to upcycle that makes a difference because if we're, you know if you do it you're modeling that for the people around you and then it's this wave certainly if you have children you are modeling your values and behaviors And that's what kids do. They watch what the adults around them are doing. So, you know, if you can think about your carbon footprint as, as, as minuscule as it feels on a global scale, this is what it will take. It's, it's really, we all have to do our part. And it does often feels overwhelming to people, but we can, I believe that we can shift, we can make a shift 
We are not, um, we are not doomed. I think that it is possible. And the human race is also incredibly adaptable. So there are all sorts of technologies that could come that, you know, are going to be and are in the process of being innovated and developed and created so that we can change the way we're operating right now because it's just not working. (laughs) I think we can, almost all of us can agree. Well, I guess that's not true. There are plenty of people that would like to just keep things going the way they have been because they're making money doing it. But at some point, destroying the environment will no longer be profitable. And the companies that have the, the foresight to deal with that now are, of course, the ones that will endure. So I don't know how I went off on this environmental tangent, but it also brings in like just, yeah, coming back to this theme of balance, like we all can do our part and we can all try to balance the impact that we're having as an individual on the planet. And it does matter what you do. I hear people say like, well, it's really, we have to change the way, you know, policies work and all of these things. And I don't have the power to do that. And it's like, well, if, if we don't all do our part, then what's the point? There are people who are, you know, maybe you're not that person that feels called to protest in the streets or become an environmentalist or be, you know, like actually do work in that field, but there's, there are still things you can do. So these are all things that you can balance in your life. And then on an energetic level, balancing this idea of self, you know, self-care and and really nurturing, resting when you need to, but then also expending energy when you when it's time, when it's called for. And that may mean through exercise, through you know, maybe you feel like committing to some kind of challenging, um, you know, physical feat, like running a marathon or some, you know, something. It could be anything really. So just think about, you know, what, what would motivate you? What would help you feel more energized right now? And what, and maybe that is resting. And maybe that's, you know, there's also this longer term balance doesn't have to come every single day. You may have days where you expend a lot of energy and then a day where you rest and 
You know, everyone has their different cycles or it may be months where you just like have some big project and, and then you finish it and then you get to give yourself some time off or at least ease up on the intensity. So allowing yourself to be true to what you need, really getting to know what you need for your life to feel balanced and for your body to feel balanced and for, you know, for you to cultivate that in your, in your life. And then by you doing that for you, you then begin to do that for your family, for your kids, your partner, even your extended family, then your chosen family, your, all of the people in your life that you love, like, you know, actions. This is a, a something that came up actually in my session with Sat was it's not what you, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And then later my friend said the same thing, but he said, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And so thinking about how your the intention behind everything that you say and the intention behind what you do and the actual energy signature that you put into it because that's what impacts people. <sighs> So thank you all for listening. As always, it's really helpful if you can share on social or even just with your friends, family, anyone you think that would benefit from hearing this podcast. Word of mouth is a big part of it, but also it really helps if you can Subscribe and rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. And then again, would love to see you on Soul Tribe online on Mondays, or you can watch the recordings whenever there is, you know, once you're on the platform, you can interact with me there. But if you also just anyone who has a question or comment, feel free to reach out. You can DM me on social or you can send me an email, thirdeyesci at gmail.com. Love you all. Have a beautiful first week of spring. Allow the blossoms in your life to bloom. Give yourself some time to actually appreciate the blossoms happening all around you physically and also energetically. And we'll be back next week. Satnam Namaste. Namaste.